Make sure you record on everything. I think we're live. What's up, everyone? It is your excellent friend, the brand. It's Big Vito T. It's Pro Wrestling Planet Podcast. Yo, yo, yo. Here we are. We're back. We're still alive. That's right. Just two weeks off. That's all. Couple weeks, four weeks. You know, nobody's counting. Um, Was it four weeks? I think we were off about a month, man. You know, oh man, it felt like only two weeks. I just want to tell you, loyal listeners and viewers out there, uh, thanks for sticking with us. You know, we had stuff come up. Family, family, family comes. Yeah, vacations, COVID battles. I mean, oh, we man. really we went through it all the last four weeks, me and you. So, man, we have been when you lay it out like that. We have been through a lot. <laughs> We've had a little bit of a man. go. <laughs> man, yeah, but we're back. We're back for the fans. Yes, a pro wrestling planet. We're back for the AEW fans. It's Wednesday. And you know what that means. You know what that freaking means. We got Quake by the Lake to talk about. Oh, you know it. Quake by the Lake. What a great name. You know, Vito, uh, my man, it's been a few weeks. There's there's a lot to catch up on. We'll try to kind of do it, you know, hey, as we I can't go wait till they here. go to Mississippi and they're by the Mississippi River and they're like, they're like, yeah, we're going to deliver by the river. The or deliver shiv- by the river. Or yeah. shiver by the river. Or- the liver by the river. <laughs> I don't know. Oh, man. You know, uh, yeah, these names, I mentioned how I loved the names uh, like a couple (laughs) months ago. Now I'm kind of getting sick of the names. (laughs) It's like every, it's every other week with these names and I I I get it, I guess, but man. And next week's produced by the House of Dragon Dynamite. (laughs) Yeah. Well, we did. We did have the know, Shark man. Week Dynamite as well. Yep. We missed that during our time off. I know that was so, like two, two weeks of shark bite. Yeah, and the audience was all wearing the sharks. Oh man, I was disappointed that there was no Shark Boy. Yeah, on the show. Oh, oh man, good, good idea. That should have been a, a shell. Yeah, you know, come on. <laughs> oh shell, yeah, I love that. I loved Shark Boy. Uh, and, you know, John Tenta, God rest his soul. We couldn't get him yeah. back either. But anyway, we're off of Shark Week. We're on to this Quake by the Lake show. <laughs> Quake by the Lake. Be no on. Nessie. This is a pretty no loaded Nessie show, man. Show up. It was. And it was fast, too. It got That first match got going real fast. I enjoyed it. Anyway, uh, right into, what do we got? Right into Darby versus Brody coffin match you know what i like about that uh i actually i don't know if i like it i don't know but it said uh honoring the house of black brody king what do you think about that not like representing not like from the house of black but honoring the house of black right usually it's representing yeah or from uh, from the house of black yeah 
No, it's uh, but, it's cool when they, you know, little nuances like that. Yeah. I'm into it. Yeah. Uh, Honoring. I, I was gonna say I I like how they've built this match mainly off of like viral videos of them like attacking yeah. each other at, like Comic Con. <laughs> Just Brody being stuff. an asshole. <laughs> yeah. Comic Cons, rock concerts, you know. <laughs> Like, yeah, that's how they've built this whole angle, which I think yeah. is 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 neat. Uh, purists will will be kind of annoyed with it, you know, because it's it's not on the show, and they're like, you know, what the hell? But this is, you know, this is be- the new age. You know what the you know what I see uh, from what you said the purists uh, right. quotation marks for those who listen to the podcast. Uh, I think that. Um, the only reason why they don't like it is because Simpsons didn't do it first. Right. By, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, like if it's not, if it's not a Vince thing and they're used to Vince things, it's, they're going to say, Oh, that's not, that ain't right. That's not, that's not good. But right. It, they, if you can open mind, watch AEW with an open mind, which the real AEW fans can, I mean, it's, Great. Well, history, you know what I mean? History changes. I mean, we didn't evolution, baby. We didn't always have wrestling on TV. You know, back in the day, they were announcing it over the radio. So that was a whole different ball game on how matches were promoted and built and, you know, this and that and the other thing. Plus, just like the the difference in the territory system versus the nationals, you know, you get into all the differences. So it's just, it's almost ridiculous to argue, but I think it's neat. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Either way. Um, yeah. Darby versus Brody in the coffin match. Uh, brutal. Is it the fastest blood you've seen in a match? Probably. Uh, yeah. You know, Brody King, like immediately gets busted open and you know what do you think about the whole blood in the first match deal Vito? because i don't really care for it um i uh i don't see a problem with blood in the first match i don't think there should be blood in the first 10 seconds or blood (laughs) in the first minute you know what i mean right I think you should save blood for like, I mean, uh, before we get to the winner, this match went 13, 24. All right. So he right. bled for, let's say 13 straight minutes. It was at least 24 seconds into the match when he started bleeding at, I mean, at the most, right. I mean, it was like one offensive moon. He started bleeding. So he bled for 13 straight minutes. You know what I mean? Yeah. I don't think, I mean, if he was going to start bleeding, I would say eight minutes. You know what I mean? Just right. four minutes, maybe four minutes of bleeding. But the way he was bleeding, he bled way too much. Way too much. You do it, you know, not only immediately in the first match, but also you have it to where um, you're doing it, like you said, so quickly in the first match. Yeah. So. Um, yeah, you know, I don't know. I mean, not to take anything away from the match because I think that they ended up, you know, having a great match, uh, for what it was. You know, I enjoy matches like this, 
But at the same time, yeah, like you said, I mean, you don't, I don't know. I hate to say it, but the blood kind of took me out of it a little bit. Not like you said, it was an amazing match, but the, I, I started, I noticed halfway through it that I was watching the blood more than the match. Right. And I mean, I was looking to see if the audience were splattered at all. or I was looking to see how many, how many pools were on the ground, but right. that's just me. And this just goes to like further uh, the the AEW like masochist rep reputation thing, you know. We're gonna bleed in the first match, you know. Type like, uh, but you know, it's but it is what it is. Um, yeah, I I wouldn't have done it. I wouldn't have done the blood in the first match, but you know, what are you gonna do? Um, could have also done without the run ins. Which oh, yeah, yeah. Um, just that whole thing. Was yeah, not it got crisp. real convoluted. Just it was a crisp. lot. It was a lot of uh, lull spots. Um, looked like pe- there was at one point where like people were kind of standing around. I don't know. It looked right. like it kind of. Uh, the Sting uh, Vampire Awakening spot that was kind of cool. <laughs> Definitely uh, don't know how they, yeah, I mean, it was weird how they snuck Sting in there. Of course, they had the gimmick, you know, with the underneath and the cup, but it didn't really look like it was set up, you know, yeah. for that. Um, so, yeah, it was very interesting uh, trickery they did there. Also, what's with Sting's face paint? Like, why is it like House of Black-ish? He got the mist. Oh, okay. Yeah. So he's fighting it. Yeah. So we're the teasing. Poison, we're teasing the Sting heel turn. Over. <laughs> I don't know about that. I just think the the poison was taking over his face. I don't see a heel turn Sting coming anytime soon. That might be against the law. Well, Darby goes over. Do you think this is the end of this here, or do you think we can continue this? Get more stuff uh, out of it. I don't know. I mean, if they if they find a way to do something out of it fine the finish was awesome though right i love that finish the way they pulled that off was mwah, perfect the hanging Dropped him. and then the, yeah. yeah just the way he stumbled into it and then the cough uh, the casket yeah coffin sorry the coffin right. closed on him with enough you know the oomph to get it closed beautiful i think yeah. it was the best finish i've seen in a coffin or casket match after seeing that finish, it reminded me that, um, well, actually, I was thinking that the spot that they did before that, that they had messed up their original finish, but that definitely wasn't the finish because I think that they, or they ad-libbed that finish. You know, I thought that that big, um, you know, when when Darby, like, knocked him off the apron, Mm-hmm. or whatever that he was supposed to go but then like the lid closed like as he was taking his bump so yeah. he didn't get in there so I thought you know and maybe that was supposed to be the finish but then they ad-libbed the chain thing but I don't know you'd think they would have planned uh, yeah the something. chain thing looked really good if that was an ad-lib then <laughs> right, yeah. good, good on that dude <laughs> oh we'll just do the hanging spot again and you know we'll just where get he you just in there. drops perfectly and falls right into the, the coffin. yeah i don't know it was beautiful maybe, i loved it maybe that's a stretch but yeah yeah 
you know, I don't know, probably the, you know, because you got the face going over here, but you never know. They could keep it, keep it going. Uh, then we get a Moxley promo and a Jericho promo. They gave an honest effort, you know, building up this, ah, man. this match. I was disappointed with my guy. Which one? Mox. You know, these Mox, promo is uh, confusing. <laughs> These Moxley promos are starting to get not, not like their these. Own. Don't hey, don't hey, 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 don't lump them. Okay, <laughs> don't don't twist my words. Just this one. What do you say the boat was? The FYI title. Did you catch that? No, he he botched the FTW title, huh? Yeah, he's like he's oh, no, like. No, no, well, we no. got no. He said, we have the FTW title, so let's just call this the... Did he say FYI? Yeah, no, no, no. He meant to say that. I'm I was like, call the this F the FYI. It was just like a play off of the... Yeah, I was like, I was like, okay, Mox, that's lost on me. <laughs> I was like... Right. Good, buddy. Well, he's, you know, he was building up the fact, you know, about how, you know, there was there was two champions and this, yeah. There ended up being some foreshadowing here. Yeah. Know, just saying. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, no, I see, but. Um, yeah, this, only this promo just was lost on me. Mox, Mox lost me. Well, I'm not, I'm not saying I, I enjoy them, but. Yeah. They, they've got their own like flavor to them because he always does them in like the different spots. And uh, I don't know. That just weird, like, that weird movement he does, right? And just like his his delivery of it, it's just you know, it's just just interesting. And somehow, um, did Jericho look twenty years younger? <laughs> you know, man, not in the face. Of course, his face is old. But uh, what's cool is they did the hair. And the and the the leather vest and just the way his hair and the vest looks and he had the wristbands, I mean it looked old Lionheart right. nineteen ninety seven Nitro Chris Jericho. He should have put some like makeup over his tattoos, you know, because <laughs> he didn't have <laughs> totally tattoos back it. then. Yeah. Um, then we get Andrade and Roosh against the Lucha Bros. Uh, Vito, my man, why is Andrade working in a t-shirt? Is there some kind of, I mean, did he have like a, uh, some plastic surgery on his pack or something? Is it a Ric Flair tribute? Uh, I mean. Oh, you think they messed him up? <laughs> did you watch that? I did not watch it. I've, I've seen clips of it. I didn't really care to watch it. I knew it was going to be yeah. hard to watch. Did you? I watched, uh, I watched that match. It was yeah. not great. Um, Depressing. But, but yeah. uh, um, I think he's wrestling in the shirt to sell the shirt. <laughs> okay. That makes sense. Um, <laughs> but uh, that's the only reason I can see. And uh do want to point out that Pinto Oscuro is gone. Pinto El Ciaro Miedo is back, if you didn't notice that. Oscuro gone. Okay. So the poison is worn off. Yeah. I guess the angry guy is, is gone and the happy guy is back. 
this was a good match. Um, you know, there was a couple like psychology things in here that kind of bugged me. A couple of the spots that Andrade and Roosh did were kind of like babyface spots, like when they did the double tope, yeah, and stuff like that. But yeah, that was you know, weird. Yeah. I think they just like to be Mexican and have fun, <laughs> right? You know, it's it's one of those things. You know, it was like it, but but the match was fine. Uh, there's too many damn commentators, though, Vito. I know. You know what I mean? We had four guys talking during this match. Uh, um, one thing I want to say uh, about uh, it is about a commentator, not about those four. I know you have a huge problem with that. Uh, Excalibur really likes to say their name. Now I'm going to give it a shot, okay? okay. La Faction in Gobranables. La Faction in Gobranables. The Gobernables. Yep, okay. I got it this time. Uh, he likes to say the name. He must have said it like ten times during that match. Well, it's so, in Spanish. Excalibur yeah. must be. Yeah, that yeah. match went thirteen fifty two. By the way. Yeah, the timing of all these match. You know, they made all the matches seem important. Mm-hmm. Um. The the mask spot they did pretty pretty dang cool. They tie up Pinta's mask in the in the rope, and then it comes off, and he's doing the thing where he's like trying to you know hide his face. All right, and that, that leads into the to finish. me to something I've been having trouble with for a few months now. Okay, I hate that everybody does the mask spot. Really, I mean. Uh, Penta and Fenix are the only people who really wear a mask uh, in AW. I mean, uh, what's his name? Uh, Serpentico. Other than Serpentico. Is there anybody else? Well, uh, Evil Uno. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Evil Uno, Fuego. Okay, there are other people. Okay. Right. But those two are the main ones. Lucha Bros. Those are the ones who love their mask the most. Right. I don't understand. Like every single rivalry they have, every program, everyone removes their masks. Young Bucks did it. FTR did it. It's the only thing they know how to do to get heat, I guess. I don't know. You know? I don't understand. That's like in Mexico. It's a disqualification if you take uh, take a opponent's mask off during a match. I did not know that. Yeah, and it's dishonorable to to do that. Well, so, it's definitely dishonorable, yeah, for sure. So it's like, I don't understand why they automatically... I'm kind of sick of it. I really am. It's I don't know. I'm not a big Lucha Libre guy, but you know, it's just... Well, if you're gonna, if you wear a mask, this should be respected that you wear a mask. Speaking of sick of it, the Lucha Bros just in general, right? Because like, you know, Andrade and Roosh are on the way up. Those are both guys that I could see um, being players in like the title picture at some point. You know, it's within their range of outcomes, as we say in fantasy football. Um, yes, but. What do you think about Lucha Bros? Like, do you think, I mean, what? Because I don't I know. Love, I, I love, I love them. Lucha Bros. 
but their act is kind of getting stale, I think, you know? So what do you do with them? Do you split them up? Do they have any value split up? Would they ever push? You kind of can't push them because they're, at the end of the day, AAA guys, right? Like, they're not under AEW contract. Yeah, like they are. They're, okay. Oh, they are. I'm pretty sure they are. Yeah, they've been in AEW since the beginning. They but just have just, a, but they just a working them. relationship. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, you know, depending um, on what the politics of all that are, I mean, you know... I could see them doing something with Pinta or the you know either one of them as a single. I uh, why don't we try well, that? There's an extra thing. Uh, Lucha Bros aren't the only thing, as we saw in uh, a little tourney that was announced tonight. So well, I think we go. can talk about that a little later, and yes. we can save that till the end. Yeah. So we'll get, I think we'll that's some something that there. that Lucha Brothers can get mixed up with because. Death Triangle's the shit. Uh, Roosh's finish to Phoenix, the kick to the face here, was so brutal, and they shot it perfectly. I just want to say kudos yeah. uh, to the AEW production crew because that looked awesome. Yeah. Um, so <laughs> this next segment was interesting, Vito. Unless you had anything else about that, I'll kind of move on here. No, uh, um, no, no. Now let's go ahead and go to this. <laughs> this was I funny like because the young bucks are absolutely like pathetic. Uh, <laughs> they're coming with their tails between their legs, begging for Paige to be their partner, basically begging. Um, and you can tell that they just hate having to do it, but they've got to do it. And Paige turns watched- them down. Yeah, if you watch BTE, you've seen this coming. You've seen Matt dealing with this for months. Just like him looking at his cell phone and like texting partial messages to Hangman and then like deleting it. Or him like seeing a picture of Hangman and just being like, and then like memories pop up, you know, like they would do on video. Yeah. This this whole thing has been building for Matt. And uh, I, I don't know. I like the extra slow burn. But this was awesome. I love that whole thing. Matt just rambled for so long. You know, but I'm glad Hangman turned him down. So I'm so glad. I mean, we could talk about this later too. But I mean, who's who ends up being the partner? Um, we'll talk about that later. We'll talk about that a little <laughs> later. Um. Then we get Luchasaurus squashing a guy. Uh, Jungle Boy gets on commentary. It's short. 37 seconds. Yeah. Complete squash. And luckily, Jungle Boy doesn't have to be on commentary for too long because that would hey, would have gone well, let's, pretty let's bad. Let's give the guy some respect. Okay. It's Anthony Henry, and he had J.D. Drake at ringside. Okay. All right. There you go. Well, and Jungle Boy said his finisher was the fossilizer. <laughs> well there you go i like that oh <laughs> uh, all right uh after christian appears on the screen jungle boy and lucha well it's funny because jungle boy is like where is that <laughs> like he doesn't know where the <laughs> promo place is you know what i mean and then he like rips <laughs> off his headset and then goes running back run, run i thought it was there. funny yeah, I thought it was funny how he didn't know where it was. Where is he? Where is that? 
uh, when he when the security got jump or one uh, when they got him and he jumped, he was like just an inch away from actually grabbing Christian. Like he almost got him. I was like, oh, that security almost missed their mark because he almost got him. Well, Lucha Lucha goes back there and destroys a bunch of security guards. Folks, I don't know, but I would never work an AEW show if I worked in security. Because <laughs> um, you just, you're get you're probably going to get your ass kicked more than likely. Yeah, um, by some big dude. <laughs> you're right. It's not safe. Mark Sterling had a point. Yeah. Damn it. He let all those people down without, uh, you know, without that lawsuit. They would have been head of the game. So we're apparently building this match uh, for All Out, which will be cool. Yeah. Um, then we get a Hobbs promo. We've missed this whole team oh, we got Taz a, breakup. We had a Miro we had a Miro promo. Oh, too. that's right. The Miro promo. Yes. Uh, Julia Hart tries to put her uh, hand on him. And he's like, there's only one woman who can do that. Are we going to see Lana soon? I think it was just a tease. Are we going to see Lana? You think Lana versus Julia Hart in the next couple months? Maybe. I don't, I don't think. It... No. You know, I think, I mean, maybe. But to me, like if I was uh, if I was Miro, all the stuff that they went through in WWE, just keep her at home. You know, you know if if she she's been training. If she can, if she can chill at home, like you know, I don't. Yeah, I mean, but just like man, she's been training. I guess she can go work somewhere else. If somewhere else to hire. You know, you gotta I mean, go you back. Don't... Go back and watch you know, all that stuff with, like, you know, her, the, the the love triangle with Bobby Lashley. And you think about, like, all that's the stuff Vince, that's though. coming out about Vince now. and Yeah. Oh, man, that's bad. That's not Tony stuff. That's Vince stuff. Right. You right, know what I mean? Right. She's been training. You don't train to get in a ring to not work somewhere. You know what I mean? And I heard she's she working in Impact. She's an impact girl. I don't want to see her in AEW. Her careers go to die. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, yeah, we get a Hobbs promo. Uh, rest in peace, Team Taz. Yeah. Eh, you know, on to bigger and better things, especially for Starks, who yep. definitely deserves it. You know, we've talked about that ad nauseum. Yeah. Um, you know, that he... You know, he could be on that upper echelon. I think he's better than a guy. You know what I mean? It's same kind of style, but, like, uh, I would rather have him over Sammy if I was starting to, uh, if I was starting to fed myself. You know what I mean? I don't know. That's kind of how I see those guys. They, they're kind of like the same guy, but I would rather have, I'd rather have Starks. Well, I would start a company with them. I would start Stark as a baby face and Sammy as the heel. Hey, there you go. That's I'd a run them. Too. Yep. That's a good idea, too. Then we get this team lethal uh, Wardlow deal. Man, I'm having trouble, like, with this Wardlow stuff now. Like, I don't know. 
I just don't like this Jay Lethal Sanjay Singh thing. Not a lot of people do, man. A lot of people are kind of like, eh. Um, yeah. Um, I would not mind seeing Wardlow versus Singh for some reason. I don't know why. I want. I want to see it. I guess just because this is so reminiscent of the feud that they just did with um, Lambert and them. You know what I mean? It's kind yeah. of the same setup. The heel yeah. group versus Wardlow. Yeah. Well, that's how they they make them look strong. Right. But so I can think beat three I, dudes. Yeah. And this big giant dude. I guess that makes sense. Yeah. Well, after that, we get Ricky Starks versus Aaron Solo. This was pretty... Oh, hold on a second. How'd you Did skip your guys? Something? Yeah, the bottom tier of the JAS and Anna. Oh, yeah. I missed this. Take take me through this. I must oh, have missed bottom, this completely. The, the bottom tier guys. I think you referred to them as that before. You the know, bottom uh, tier of the JAS? Yeah. Yeah, the two guys I can never oh, wait. Hold on, Cool Hand Luke and I know Matt. Matt I know Matt Menard is one of them. I Menard. forget the other and guy's name. Luke something. Cool Hand Luke. That's what I call him. And then the the Dragon Slayer. And Menard's then, uh, name is easy to remember. Uh I don't know the other. I know it's Luke something. And uh, Daniel Garcia. Daniel Garcia's calling himself the Dragon Slayer now. Right, because he beat he beat Danielson, Danielson a couple weeks ago. Yeah. That was something we missed and, in the uh, off time. Anna J-A-S, which is, I think, a really cool name. I'm a fan of hers because now she's crazy. Now she's just pointing at people and saying, I'm going to choke you out, and runs and chokes people out. Yeah. With her finishing move called the Queen Slayer. Give her an idea. Yeah. Ooh, so so, so she's the Charlotte Flair Slayer. Oh. Yeah. Well, she killed. Uh, she she well, killed. Dry. <laughs> gotta think about that. She got that name from uh, uh, Brandy Rhodes. Oh yeah. When she yeah, was yeah, the okay. queen. She slayed the queen. Oh, I see. I see. Now we can move on to the next one. Well, Starks, Aaron Solo. A's in the chat for Aaron Solo. <laughs> Reminds me blog. of uh, Aaron Bolo, who used to work the the Oregon Indies here. That's what that's when I hear this name. It reminds me of. Uh, this thing was okay. I guess they used to be a tag team. Yeah. From what apparently. I understand, on the Indies, so that was neat. Um, uh, somehow, somehow I missed Cole Carter joining the factory. I missed that somewhere. Did you notice that? No. Yeah, Cole Carter joined the factory at some point. I, used I don't to, know. Why. I used to go to high school with a guy named Cole Carter. That's weird. Huh. Uh, <laughs> that is weird. Um. So it was a weird but kind of a cool finish, I thought. And then Hobbs sends a guy out to beat up Starks un- unsuccessfully. Who was this guy he sent out? He looked like Scott okay. Hall from 1988. Okay. First of all, <laughs> the match went two minutes and two seconds. First right. of it, all. it was very short. And the guy who came out was Nick Camarado. Okay. You know the big hairy dude that's in the factory? 
You remember him? Yeah, see, I don't. Big hairy dude. They put him in a fucking pimp suit. He's like the godfather now. <laughs> he was just a guy who wore regular trunks and and uh and was just hairy and but now he's in like a tracksuit and okay. a bucket hat and sh- <laughs> I don't know. It's a new gimmick, I guess, a pimp gimmick. I don't know. He looked like Magnum know. Scott Hall to me. I don't know. Magnum Scott <laughs> I love that. <laughs> Yeah, so Ricky went for a spear, and Aaron went for like a roundhouse or a, like a kick of some sort, jumping kick. And I don't know, it was like a miss thing. I don't know, it looked so weird. But then Ricky came back and hit him with the spear as he was getting up. It was, I don't know, it looked cool, but I don't know. Ricky went. Well, you know, it's just kind of what, you know, this was, uh, I don't know, I guess Solo's first Dynamite match, right? I mean, he probably hadn't been on there before, I reckon, maybe. Maybe the job once or twice, yeah, I don't know. Right. So he's probably a little nervous, I would imagine, you know. Um, Yeah, no, then we go backstage, uh, Billy Gunn chewing out. The family. Yeah. The uh, the ass family problems. It could be its own sitcom, really. Yeah. Uh, okay. The best line in this whole thing was, "You messed up the dumpster match. The only match I made famous. <laughs> right. That match was my legacy." <laughs> uh, then Clarence Mason came in and tried to make a bid for them for Clarence some reason. Mason. <laughs> Dude, he is Clarence Mason reincarnated. <laughs> it's weird. He's everywhere. He, how do you how do you go from like some of these really good people over here, and then all of a sudden you're in, you're up to the ass family. You're like, hey, ass boys, come come with Clarence Mason and his family. They should. Oh, uh, what's his name? Stokely Hathaway, right? Yeah. Okay. They should bring Clarence Mason into NXT. <laughs> Just to like confuse everybody, <laughs> and they'll bring oh, him man. in as Malcolm Blivens, like the same name, <laughs> like this, like fake Razor, fake, yeah, fake uh, Malcolm Blivens Senior or something. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Malcolm Blivens Senior, I love that. Uh, oh man! So he tries then, to he tries to give him the card. Billy rips oh, it up. Then Danhausen makes a camo uh, cameo, and I wrote that apparently they're doing something on Rampage, but I figured out what they were doing. Yes, later he on. said he said he's gonna wrestle, or his his tag partner is gonna be a bearded fellow. Me and the bearded now, fellow. Yeah, yeah, I thought he said bearded fellows. And so I and I thought he was gonna wrestle the whole family. So I thought he was gonna get Bear Country. Oh, and I was okay. like, well, that would be interesting. Dan Housen and Bear Country, but like you said, we saw it later on that it's just a tag match, and he got a uh, let's just say a red beard, Mister Redbeard, Eric Redbeard, into the fold, which beard housing. <laughs> You know, I think it'd make way more sense if they brought him in to like uh, be with the Dark Order, right? I mean, that he's so closely associated with Brody uh, to most people. 
I don't know. Um, to me, it doesn't seem like he fits the new Dark Order. Well, they could change his gimmick, though. I don't know. It's weird, but yeah, I see what you're saying, too. Um, the Dark Order has become something of a, um, I don't know, like a, a thing of its own, like a thing of side of itself. I don't know. It's weird. Right. The enigma of the of the Dark Order that is just is now you know what i mean mm-hmm. it's just uh it's not even a, a a dark order anymore it's just a collection of guys who say they're the dark order who do things you know what i mean well it's been pushed definitely to the yeah to the back burner overall yeah it used to be such just, a big part of the show yeah um you know, it had its detractors. I think they're just in order now. They're just they're not very they're yeah. not very dark. They've grown <laughs> up. Uh this next one confused me a little. What the truth busters? Yeah. Or the trust well, busters and the best friends. Tr- they hype up their I was really curious smash. about why Ari Davari was there and why he was talking and what he was talking about. Right. I was like, first of all, I was like, oh, Ari Davari, what's he doing here? Right. Oh, I did hear that he wrestled on Dark once or twice. Why is he here? Why is he wearing those stupid sunglasses? Who are those guys he was with? Right. Oh, and what's he talking Orange Cassidy about? I was so confused. Well, apparently but, he's inherited money, and he's used that to form a wrestling stable of some sort. Yeah. The Truth Busters, or Trust Busters? The Trust what is Busters trust, is what they're trust called. Trust Busters. And your buddy did some research. Slim J and Parker Bordeaux. Bordeaux. Right. B- Bordeaux. Well, they've had these guys on. Um, I think Parker's been on a rampage or two in the last month. So he yeah, has been around. But he looks like Heidenreich Jr. A lot of He's people a- think he looks like a little Brock Lesnar, but I think he looks like more like Heidenreich. He used to be on um, NXT, I think. Someone said uh, he was an NXT guy. Yeah, he had a he had a little run uh, on the NXT yeah. deal as well. And the other um, guy, is Slim J. Slim J. Man, I used to watch. Um, I watched Slim J for years. He I have was, not. Well, he was in. Um, I think it was called NWA Wildside. I think he did some combat zone stuff. Um, very early, like uh, early 2000s-ish, you know, mid-2000s uh, wrestling on TV. He was in Ring of Honor, too. I would usually seek that stuff out, you know, back in the day uh, like that. You know, you, you I would search the cable box, you know, just for the keyword wrestling. Mm-hmm. And uh, back in the day, we... I used know, to do that, too. All sorts of stuff would come up. We had NWA Wild Side, I remember, for a while. I'm pretty sure that's where I saw Slim J. He also might have been in Wrestling Society X. I'm not positive on that. So it's cool that he's getting a shot. Yeah. Um... So, you know, it is what it is. They're doing stuff on Rampage. Uh, 
What did you think of this next match, Vito? Jade versus Madison Rain. The spear looked good. <laughs> Remember the yeah. one towards the beginning? Almost looked like her hair fell out. Did her hair fall yeah. out? Yeah. It looked like yeah, some was, hair fell out. Yeah, I don't know what the deal was. The extension <laughs> came out. I, I mean, you know, now, it was during that could... match we found that Statlander was out. And then that, that got me to thinking. Come to my eye. They got me thinking, are these just wigs that she's wearing? Like, what's the deal? I think I think all... Um, okay, sure I'm not going to say that. I've noticed that watching television, a lot of celebrity women um, are wearing fake hair. Or real hair that is not theirs. Right. So, a lot of celebrity women are actually bald with fake hair. <laughs> this really... So, yeah. Yeah, I think we really came, I think we, we kayfabed uh, it out of this one for sure. Yeah. So, uh, Kira Hogan spot, that was blown. Oh, my God, yes. Uh, they yeah. totally blew that. This match went 7.34. It went 7 minutes and 34 seconds too long. <laughs> you I know, love Madison Rain. Madison Rain and Velvet Sky is a beautiful people back in uh, TNA. Before right. Impact, right. I loved the beautiful people. They were so entertaining. But this is not Madison Rain's time, man. Um, I think this is one of the better Jade matches I've seen. I did not enjoy it at all. I think, you know, I mean, besides the blown spot, Jade actually sold some stuff late. Um, which you never really see her get to sell anything. So I thought that was interesting. Uh, yeah, but yeah, she they, did. You're right. She did do some good selling. Yeah. So, you know, not all is lost. It wasn't, uh, it wasn't a, a five star, but you know, it wasn't, no, it wasn't but there terrible. was a lot it, of slow and, uh, awkward movements. And uh, there was just a lot of, their chemistry is just not good. That's not what happens good. when Jade has a match that's not a squash. She's not used to. She's, she's not, not thirty six and zero. She's yeah. never lost a single match in her entire career. Right. Not even on the indies. Not in another federation. Not in anything ever. Never even had her shoulders to the mat for a three count or tap. Well, nothing. Athena runs in here. You think she has a shot at ending it? Because they're obviously. I was going to ask you that. Do you think she's the one? I think it could be. Who else is going to do it? You're not going to get a giant monster in there. You're not going to get a uh, awesome Kong in there. Uh, who, wait, that's not the one I'm talking about. Uh, who's the monster in this? Who's who's their awesome Kong? Uh, well, I can't remember her name. What's her name? Nia? No, not Nia Jack. Nyla Rose. That's her name. <laughs> Couldn't think of it. But no, I think Athena could be it. It's possible. I wouldn't do it right now, honestly. No, I wouldn't do it with Athena, and I wouldn't do it right now. You need to really, really. There's either there's two situations here, Vito. They either really bust their ass on building somebody up that, like, you really want to see homegrown because there's really nobody ready yet. 
you have Rosa and Tony Storm doing their weird thing for the other belt. Stupid. There's no, there's no other like baby face, you know. There's no other white meat baby face ready to go right now, and I don't really see them getting to a point where they have anybody like that that like that soon. So you either wait for another year or whatever for that to happen, slowly build someone up, and hopefully that works. Or plan to, if you really want to end the streak with somebody and just get the title off of her, you know who it's got to be. Soraya. Chris, that. Uh. Soraya. <laughs> That's the only other thing that will work. I you think I mean? that would be great. Or if they got another big free agent like, you know, uh, Mercedes, you know, Sasha. Dude, or something like that, but they show the oh man, hold on a second. You just blew my mind there for a minute. All right, check this out. <laughs> We're it all out, right? Yeah. Jade has an open challenge at all out. Yeah. She's out there. Open challenge. What is it? The scream. Yeah. Soraya comes out. Yeah, Boom. dude. See? That would like Dunskis, that new would be a TBS big deal. champion. Yeah. Yeah. That would be huge, but uh, internet know, no would one, die. No, no one else is ready. The internet would die. Yeah, <clears throat> it would get people talking, but then you know, but then Jade streaks over. So I don't know. You know, that's also the old argument: is is it worth it? You know, to have to have someone like that end it. You know, it's kind of the same thing with the Undertaker streak and Brock. You know. A lot of people, a lot of pushback on that because it was like, man, Brock didn't really need that, you know. But it also on the other coin, you have other people that say, well, Brock was the only guy that would ever make sense. So there's always two sides of that coin. I don't like coins. What's the next one? <laughs> um, oh, the thunderstorm thing. That was awkward. That yeah. was stupidly awkward. I don't know why I didn't they're like that doing at all. all the women they got, and they got to do this baby face versus baby face build between them. It's like, I don't get it, but whatever. Yeah. Um, they run down the Rampage card. Uh, so, yeah, looks like a pretty loaded Rampage. Yeah, the whole next couple weeks are pretty loaded. They're also calling that um, Quake at the Lake. So I guess same arena. And they're yeah, taping it's because it's getting recorded tonight. Right. They taped all yeah. that stuff afterwards. So um, then we get Jericho Mox, Vito. Lionheart. Main Chris event. Jericho. Lionheart. He comes out to Electric Head 2 by White Zombie, which apparently, I guess, was his ECW theme. I can't say that for sure because they didn't mention that you'd think excalibur would have been on top of that that's what i was listening for and i was going to ask you i have old music question mark written down here right. i was hoping you could tell me because you're the music guy i knew the song know the song definitely that's electric head q by white zombie it's on the astro creek 2000 album which i've owned several times in my life <laughs> i um, love the several times thing i've i got i got <laughs> albums like that too right. licensed to ill at least yep. five times 
someone ends up stealing your CD case and you know, you gotta start all over. Now we have yeah. Spotify and stuff though, so that is nice. God, God bless Spotify. No it knows one, me so well. No one no one can steal your your Spotify binder of CDs, you know. You can always no. just change your password. Um you know, I enjoyed this, man. Uh, we got more blood. What did yeah, you think of Yeah, but how far into it did we get blood? Ooh, I don't know. I didn't write it down. Oh, well, I mean, it was pretty quickly in. I mean, that was the earring spot, right? Yeah, you're right. It wasn't that far in, though. It was a couple <laughs> minutes in. At this was a 22. A couple minutes. This was a 22 and a half minute match. Was this... Was the earring spot like kayfabe, or did he gouge his ear afterwards? What okay, do you think? we are gonna discuss this. Okay, <laughs> um, the earring spot would have been way better if there was like a chunk of his ear connected to it whenever he pulled it out. Right. But yeah. the thing was, was the back wasn't even on it. There was no blood on the earring. Right. And there was no blood on the ear until he went out of the ring. Yeah, he didn't immediately. I think he bleed. cut his ear. Yeah. When he went out of the ring. They went to commercial. Yeah. They, they're showing Jericho taunting. And yeah, that's what he yeah. cut his ear. He, he cut his ear when he got out of the ring. I was like, it was way more entertaining when Randy Orton stuck his fingers in Jeff Hardy's ear. <laughs> you remember that, dude? Yeah. <laughs> Did you remember that? He stuck his finger. Yeah, that was brutal. Uh, oh, man. Well, you know, blood in the first match, blood in the last. Um, apparently, you know, that's that's just the AEW way, you know, blood in, blood out. Blood, blood in and blood out. <laughs> so uh, Jericho did the submission with Mox on top of him. Did you see that? It was yeah. like the second submission he did. Well, I was okay. like, what? What do you think that is torquing on Jericho? He, he and just Mox made was up. so cool. He, he was just, just making to hold shit it up. there. Yeah, I swear he was just making stuff up, or I don't know. Mox was so cool holds. to keep his legs there and to <laughs> not just roll over. I was like, Jericho, you are a good submission wrestler. Like, use a real one. And no, I don't know what he was doing. Well, it was dumb. Okay. So they do the whole thing where they're, I get the Lionheart Chris Jericho deal, but they also do the whole thing where he's like the last survivor of the Heart Dungeon. Which, which I don't understand. Correct me if I'm wrong, you know, I've read Jericho's books several times, especially those first two. I would literally, I would read those, you know, uh, between calls at, at my job. And... I, I probably read them 10 times each. And I only remember the story about him training at the Hart Brothers camp and there not actually being any Hart Brothers there the whole time. It was like a big joke. You know what I mean? So, but then when he was in ECW, though, they did bill him as that. But I don't think it's legit. If you, if you know what I mean? I don't... Re I don't recall a story about him being down in the dungeon with Stu Hart in the book. Like, I don't remember that. I mean, maybe I just don't remember that portion of the book, but it seems to me 
it would have been the first book when he talked about this because obviously training maybe he went there later on with Benoit or something you know I don't know but I don't so think it doesn't talk about true. training with Stu Hart he never trained with Stu Hart he went to the <laughs> he went to the Hart brothers wrestling camp but literally like uh like none of the Hart brothers ever she was supposed to be like Keith and like Keith and Bruce or something like that that were Keith running and it. Gary probably yeah and uh and they never actually showed up or they showed up like the first day and then like never saw him again, <laughs> you know? And there was like other guys training him. So I don't know. It's just weird that they would just keep perpetuating that like myth, you know, cause, cause AEW usually likes to be like pretty like legit with their, you know, storytelling and that's the whole thing. So yeah. Yeah. Uh, probably should have looked into it a little bit more, but now he did a lion salt with the pen, and then Mox kicked out and then went into the armbar immediately. Did you catch that? Yeah, yeah. That was pretty cool. I enjoyed that. That was a cool reversal thing. Well, then Jericho starts to bleed somewhere. I didn't catch where you know that whole thing happened like the first time. Oh, that Mox. was towards the end of the match. Right. Because I think he hit the uh, turnbuckle. His his gaff was was completely gross. It was like pulsating blood, and it was like uh, I think he got the hard way. What was it? It might you know it whatever it was. It was it his was, was nasty. awful. Just like yeah. how he broke his nose a couple you know, in the Kingston match. Jericho like is always like is he's, he's like in a string of bad luck with trying to do these spots. Now um, I got a question for you. Did when uh when uh Jericho did the spot where um you know Bret Hart figure four on the outside with the post? The ring post, you, yeah. Yeah. Did you notice how Jericho when he put it on, he fell like to the mat? Did you notice that? Uh-uh. He almost like took a bump. He was that far down. When Brett did it in the WWF, he hung, right? Right. Yeah, he hung when he did it. Post. Yeah, when he did it in AEW, Jericho pretty much took a bump. He was like halfway on the ground. Hmm. So I'm thinking that the AEW ring is further to the ground, or yeah, closer to the ground than the old WWF rings were by at least by at least a foot or two. Yeah, because you know. Brett hung off that, off those legs, and Jericho, when he, when he put him on, he like took a bump on on the mat. You know, I'm trying to think, but you know, maybe a difference in ring size and possibly a slight difference in height, you know, as well for Brett. Yeah, because Brett was like six two. I think Jericho's like, I don't know, like a couple inches, give or take. So yeah. I don't think that would... I don't think it's that big of a difference. Yeah. But, yeah, but maybe Brett's legs were longer. I mean, you know, the mechanics of it, you never really... You never really... I have, have to go back and look at a side-by-side of Brett doing it and Jericho doing it last night or tonight. 97 is, uh, is a good time to, to check out that Brett. So, you know, that was like when he was turning heel there. Yeah. In his late uh, WWF run. 
Good year. Good year. But uh, Mox makes him tap with a choke. Now, Mox sat in the walls for a very long time. Right. Like, all the way through commercial. I even thought he passed out for a minute. I thought the match was over. I even was like, no, no. And then he, like, woke up for a second. I was like, oh, thank God. Right. I, like, got loud while watching the match. No, it was, um, it was good. And you honestly, know. I was going to say that um, I actually want to bring it up to you. Uh, do you think that Mox was in the walls of Jericho for too long? Like, well, he, he was in the there commercial. for. Yeah. Which so, he was in the whole time. Right. Does that, you think that diminishes the move in a way, sort of, because he was in there for so long, did the whole. Uh, definitely to the live crowd yeah yeah but um they could have hid that if they don't do like picture in picture or whatever yeah he was in there for a long time but uh it does suspend your disbelief a little bit right you know by the by the time it came back from commercial i was like he's still in that thing (laughs) (laughs) come on and then he got out of it for like two seconds and he put him right back in it i was like He's been in it for way too long and he hasn't tapped or passed out. Right. It's like makes it seem a it little bit too long. Makes it seem a little bit <laughs> effective, possibly. Yeah. And then he kicked out of the Judas effect. <laughs> yeah. It's like Which JR said was the first time ever. I don't know if he was accurate yeah. on that. Yeah, no one's kicked out of Judas effect. Also, JR back on for the whole show now. I'm not sure when I don't remember when this started. Uh, this week, um, I, he's been out. Yeah, one week or one day, hour at a time. So yeah, this week he did the whole show, and then Shivani just came on for like a couple matches. Um, so you're right, Bloodbath 2022 or three. I don't know what year it is anymore. It Jericho taps out in a heap of blood. It was bloody, and um, then uh, Jax, all the same guys. Jass All the same guys they've been fighting for months. Jass and BCC hit the ring. And the other guys. Kingston and the other guy. Oh, yeah, Ortiz. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, tech, yeah, they're not in there, technically. Yeah. That's right. They're just kind of loosely Homies. associated. Um, let's they're see. Moxley Street Boys. Right. <laughs> then... My guy. CM Punk. The music My guy's hits. back. Music hits, the crowd pops. And yeah. um, so apparently we're on that path, Vito. We're on the yeah. path to... The main event for All Out has been set, baby. Uh, we're on the path to Punk Moxley. To unify the titles, which that was a pretty quick turnaround because literally the last pay-per-view was Mox winning it, and now we're going to go into this. You know, of course, he did do some defenses on TV. Yeah. Um, We'll get to our predictions a little bit later on all that, but I want to talk about this tournament real quick before we wrap up. Hey, you want to give us a, a, a rating? Let's do a rating. 
you know, I actually, as overall, enjoyed the show. I think it was, I think it's better than it's been the last few weeks. Um, so I'm going to give it a solid three and a quarter. Yeah. Um, that Jade Madison match kind of let me down and there was a, but the, the matches that were there were, were good. And the backstage segments were good. So I'm going to, I'm going to go up a little bit. I'm going to do a three, three, five. I'm not going to go too crazy this week. Cause there's a lot of, uh, awkward stuff going on. In Still a vac- great. Yeah. Still awesome. No, in a vacuum, the first match and last match were great. Yes. And um, everything in between, you know, Peppered. was kind of give or take. But, yeah. Yeah. Um, not Let's a, talk about this tourney. Not a bad show. Yeah, so we get Death Triangle uh, against Will Ospreay and Aussie Open. United Empire is what they're called, I remember. Okay. So and the winner of that cool. goes against Andrade Elidio and Dragon Lee and Roosh, which are brothers, I found out. Okay. And uh, Young Bucks and who are we saying? Hang, not Hangman. Not Adam Cole, baby. Well, who is it? It would, Come be, on. it would be weird if it was Kenny at this point. It'd be weird if it wasn't Kenny, Ran. Well, right, but I mean... <laughs> I don't know. It's Kenny I, Omega, ladies and gentlemen. I guess Kenny they, Omega. I guess they just play it off as they didn't know he was ready, you know, and that's why they didn't. Because you know, from a storyline stamp, from a storyline standpoint, Vito, he's their second choice. You know what I mean? Why doesn't Kenny oh, come in and be they like picked Hangman? Right. So. How, like how does that make Kenny? You know what I mean. That's that's my only issue yeah. with nope. it being. Him. They're gonna be in the ring. They're gonna be in the ring saying, "Well, you know, we have no other friends." Hangman said, "No, all of our friends are injured." And boom, here comes Kenny, no longer injured. Man, they should really hire me to write this shit. <laughs> well, this, I mean, yeah, I mean, it's. I guess it's just one of those things of of overthinking it. But obviously, this is set up. Yeah. You know, you just gotta not overthink it and just know that it's Kenny Omega, I suppose. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I think easily. Uh man, finals take place at, at the. Okay, so we're gonna save the finals all the way. Um. On the other side, you have House of Black against Dark Order. See, it's uh, weird. I thought Dark Order was against the Young Bucks. That would have made more sense with this whole Adam Page deal. I think we'll get that in the finals. Really? Trust Buster's best friends, yeah? It's possible. Or House of Black. I think you want to know my predictions? Go for it. Yeah, because I'm trying to figure right. this out. I mean, I got, yeah. On the left bracket, I think I got Young Bucks and Death Triangle with Young Bucks winning. Okay. And I got uh, Dark oh. Order and, I don't know, I guess those Trust Busters guys because best friends can never do 
winning, I guess, and Dark Order winning, and that puts uh, Hangman against the Bucks. And you know what? I'm gonna go on full on on the on the tree branch here. I'm gonna say Dark Order wins this tournament. Oh wow! I'm gonna say Dark Order is the new trios champions. Okay. So. No, that's interesting that you picked Death Triangle in the first round because I, you know, I mean, I would, I would rather see, I don't know, just, I'd rather see them against uh, United Empire. Well, that's what I'm Omega. saying. They're gonna, they're gonna beat uh, United Empire. Oh, you want to see United yeah. Empire against Young Bucks? Right. Against, oh yeah, that against would be the good. Elite. I think that's the better match. I mean, no disrespect to I, Death Triangle, but we've seen that a million times, it seems. Yeah, especially, I just think that's amazing. Especially Lucha Bros, Young Bucks. So it's cool oh, that I can Osprey, watch a Lucha Bros and Young Bucks match forever. Well, obviously. <laughs> but I agree. Aussie Open versus Young Bucks and Kenny yeah. would be great. Yeah, I mean, it's cool that Osprey decided to do this tournament, which is interesting. Yeah. In of itself. Um sounds pretty good. I don't know. I don't Who know. Who you got? Who's your trios champion? It, it it makes it makes sense what you said about having, you know, a hangman against them, you know, in the finals. Kind of seems like what that's what they're building to and I guess I'll piggyback on. I mean, I just just to not piggyback on you, I'll say I'll get I'll have the same finals. Elite, <laughs> the elite versus the dark order, but I'm gonna pick the elite actually going over, just to piss um, everybody off. The only way I'll go with that is if Hangman turns on the dark order. Ooh, now you're talking. And now, now that is what big VOT says about that. <laughs> and that's the bottom line. Because big VOT said so. <laughs> that's right, my man. That's right. Well, we're going to wrap this up for this week. Thank you very much for joining us. Big VOT, you got some stuff you want to plug over there? Anything going on no. in big VOT land? No. Oh, not really. You know, sub to the channel, no. right? Just, Keep uh, just keep power pitting your thoughts. Keep on living. We're gonna do that you know? soon. We're gonna do we're gonna do some podcasts on the history of our promotion here. It's gonna be great. I wanna, oh, that's a good idea. I want to sit here. Uh, uh, maybe we could like uh, if I could figure out a way to get it all rolling, we can go through and uh, watch the old recaps and like reminisce and talk about them and like react to them or whatever that's the idea wow you heard it right here first folks boom coming soon boom all right history of power fit coming to you <laughs> all, right. all right well Vito, it's been a pleasure my man thank you very much for joining me if you're watching this on the pro wrestling planet youtube page make sure you're subscribed like the video all that stuff hit the bell uh, anywhere else, leave us a rating or whatever's going on. Check out pwplanet.com. Get the hat. Leave a comment. Talk about wrestling. Flex it. Too sweet me. 
Tucson. Boom, where we at? Boom, 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 boom. 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 Yeah. <laughs>